0: Question. Well, can you tell a little summary of what happens with King Pachaparaja, because you let up all ah, these nights? And no, I can't. You have to come to California for that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, um, that's right. <laughs> it carries on for a few chapters, but it's a um, subplot to the whole narration of the rathiatra extended narration of the Lila, and the uh, contrast between the the king and the yati, the renunciate, is instructive to us. Many kings there in in Bhagavatam and uh, throughout the Puranic literature, stories of the kings, and in a very basic sense, they are meant to instruct us as to the futility of, of worldly pursuit, the fact that kings like Bharat walked away from his kingdom to become a mendicant, who utilized his kingdom in the service of the Lord. All these stories are there to, in one sense to show us the, the futility of material acquisition. The story of Raj Pratapruja is particularly endearing. Actually, we were we left off last night speaking about the uh, other self of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Nityananda Prabhu, and um, he was uh, also very much involved in the efforts to get the audience of Mahaprabhu for the king. In fact, uh, at one point, it was he who suggested that the king actually was so devoted that he had decided, well, it's a long story, I shouldn't tell the whole story, (laughs) but but I want (laughs) to tell this one part, you know it, but... Maybe something more will come from it by discussing its generally the nature of these topics. At one point, the king had, although coached by Sarabhauma Bhattacharya, he was in, impatient and Bhattacharya, who was his guru, was his, his main coach and tutor in this regard, trying to find a way to grant him an audience. Ramananda Roy also intervened at a certain point, who was, as we discussed the other night, so much dear to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, whom Mahaprabhu had relieved from the service in the government by way of his request that he join him in Puri. Actually, his request was behind it, but the king's sanction was required. The king gave the sanction. This was a governor, Ramananda Roy. He said, "Shri Krishna Chaitanya wants him to reside in Puri. Then I relieve him of his post and give him a pension plus double. He can have his salary plus and stay in Puri. So... <laughs> mm-hmm. This kind of activity on the part of the Raj was, of course, leaking back to, to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, through the different devotees and so forth. And in so many ways, they sought to um, sway the Lord, Sriman Mahaprabhu, to give audience to the king, but very carefully, because as we've been hearing, Bhaktacharya told from the very onset, Swatantri Ishwar, Sakshat Krishna, Virakti, all these terms, Nirjan. He lives in a solitary place, he's a Virakti, he's independent. He's not bought and paid for by anybody. The yati cannot be biased, he cannot just be uh, bought and paid for by the householder. There's a system in Vrindavan called madukari. So the yatis, the renunciates, the will go. Madhukari means to make honey, Madukari. So the bees, they make honey. And how do they make honey? They go from flower to flower take a little pollen they never stay in one flower too long so this system it's a it's an ancient system called madukari is the appropriate activity for the monk the renunciate in terms of maintaining himself everyone it's a famous Upanishadic statement basically says we all have a quota so this is important to note, that the quota of the, of the sannyasi and the quota of the householder are different. So don't let the sannyasis tell you householders that your quota should be like theirs. In fact, Mahaprabhu was very much against this. One of his householder disciples was so poor at managing his money and giving it to Mahaprabhu that he stopped him, wouldn't take it, Pointed another devotee to take charge of him so that he could have a little bank balance, have a little money in the bank for security. So. I also just have some allotment for that, some allowance for that is required. The services of both ashrams, of course, is the same. It's one. The duty, I should say, is one. So it's put nicely and poetically by Thakur Bhaktivinoda You know, grihe Tako vane sadahari bolidhako. As long as the latter part is in place, sadahari Dako, then they're equal, whether living in the forest or living in a house. If they're always engaged in Krishna-kirtan, respective to their ashram, Appropriately, then equal, it used to be years ago, and it used to be kind of a battle and it 's gone. I remember many, many years ago between the s- s- sannyasis and the householders I mean, one time I gave a class, and you know, I was young then enthusiastic <laughs> in Los Angeles, and I was met by a posse afterwards, <laughs> and the householders they wanted to lynch me for speaking so strongly about renunciation. And I may have been uh, speaking in excess to some extent, but actually, that is not the right type of reaction from the greenhouse either. <laughs> so, two wrongs don't make it right. So, at any rate, everyone has some license for sense gratification, and the monk has a license to maintain his body, have some cloth and some food and so forth. And so, if he's seen to be stay at one householder's house for too long, then people will start to think, oh, he's got a comfortable situation there. So go to a different house, like we know, we hear of Sukadeva Sami, different house, just long enough to milk a cow and give the milk, the nectar, the cream of Srimad Bhagavatam. This is the Ashuravad shloka of Bhagavatam. Bhagavatam is giving a blessing to the readers there. Drink ah. this fruit. How do you drink a fruit? It means you, it, you take just the essence of that, leaving anything, even uh, pulp, skin, pit, all aside, just the juice, essence of the fruit. This is Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam. It leaves aside everything else, even some details of Krishna lila, Leela, for example, We can find information about that in Padma Purana, Harivams Purana, and other such Puranic literatures, which are not of the quality of Srimad Bhagavatam. So why is that? Names, for example, of different gopis are mentioned there, and gopas in greater detail. In Bhagavatam we don't find the names of gopis there. Two or three or four names of Krishna's dear friends are mentioned in one or two verses. The reason for this is that Bhagavatam is centered not on any of the, of the details, but on the essence of it. What is the essence of the experience of the lila? That is the sentiments and pava. It is fueled by that. We've talked this morning about language to some extent. So what is the language of the lila? By what means are, that means to say, feelings uh, communicated? is a language of love. This is uh, what uh, fuels the whole thing. It's, as I've many times put it, it's about giving. If you can give, then you can live. This is the secret of life. Give to live. Our take is just the opposite. Oppressed as we are by mind and senses, we have a feeling, a sense that we need to take in order to live. But it's just the opposite. By giving, you can live. The whole world moves, turns on. Swaha. This is what makes the world go round. That's magic. Because logic does not bear that out. By giving, you will get. We could not have arrived at that. By exercise of our intellect. Human life gives us the chance to give. And give means voluntarily, right? Choice. This opportunity arises in human life. Mm -hmm. Very rare. In human life, as I said before, nature wakes up to to the fact that it has a soul suddenly. And if that soul thinks and reasons as it can in human society, the full Mm. exercise of reasoning leads to the conclusion that I have the opportunity to love, that there's something beyond reason that the world is about. We very much want to make sense of out of everything, but... It doesn't make sense. Love does not make sense. But there's a kind of knowing, nonetheless, in love. A kind of knowing that is essential. In love, there's essential know. We know what to do. We may not know many other things, but we know what to do to be happy. So it's a super kind of knowing. Krishna says there's the ninth chapter of Bhagavad Gita what is it about bhakti how does it conclude man whole chapter if you study it builds and builds on the, the nature of bhakti shuddha bhakti and it, as we reach towards the last quarter of the chapter ninth chapter of Bhagavad Gita Krishna is speaking about the nature of his devotee's love and he he goes mad he says, "Apicched sudarachero, bhavjite ma manam ne bhag sadu re vasamantabhyasam yagavasi thohi sa." This is madness. Everyone try to explain that verse away. You know the verse, "Apicched sudaracheros, sudarachara." Achar means. You know that "achariti shrestas." Do you know that verse? You know that "achariti shrestas." Tattvibhijaroja. Achar means a charger. What does a charger mean? Teacher by. Yeah. Achar means great behavior by right example. So Durachar means not good behavior and sudarachar means very bad behavior. <laughs> he says if my this is madness and as I say everybody tried to explain this way a little bit. he doesn't really quite mean it like he does. This is bhakti. This is the nature of love. Love means, if I love you, then your faults become ornaments. Loving eyes can never see. As we said before, mother calls her blind son Padmalochan, lotus eye. This is the nature of love. It's blind. Blind and kind. So Krishna has love. At that point, he's speaking about his devotees. He's actually becoming very emotional, And he blurts this madness out. And everybody's trying to make him seem more reasonable and sober and religious and so forth, but he's really not. He says, even if they have a bad character, because they're my devotees, you should regard them. And if you regard them, that will be good for you. Of course, now, no devotee will take it like this, I can simply have bad character and I'll be devotee. They all think good character goes with being a devotee. So that's devotional of course side the devotee's take on it. Krishna's take on it is as extreme as it sounds, actually. Many ways of course to explain this sloka. But if we emphasize the nature of bhakti in the full sense of the term, then we have to take it as it is. Of course there is a dilemma also in the verse because how can one be sudarachar very misbehaved and mama bhak, be engaged in bhajan, that is ananya, exclusive bhajan. How can one be exclusively in love with Krishna and have bad character? Seems to be contradictory. And how by glorifying their bad character can one become righteous? Chipram Bhavati nambe What Krishna says in the next verse. Verse means that if my devotee is seen to have very bad character, if my devotee who is engaged in exclusive devotion to me is shown to have bad character, then you should not think of him as such, as having bad character, because he's properly situated. He's a sadhu. So Bhaktivinoda Thakur says, well, how we resolve this contradiction? He said, uh, the gopis, they are engaged in ananyabak bhajan, exclusive bhajan of Krishna and it appears that they have bad character leaving their husbands in the middle of the night adharma but if you sing about that adharma those bad qualities what will happen? you will become purified you will become righteous so it is a nice way of of explaining but actually the fact is also even in the ordinary sense Krishna has gone mad in this verse He's he's speaking like a person in love he feels such about his devotees. He'll never let them go, no matter how far they wander. He may give strict rules and regulations and so forth. He has that side. We saw the strictness of Mahabru last night. Kal Krishna Das was called into the room. Mahabru had returned to Puri, and what a joy it was for all of the devotees. Like grains in the heat of the summer, with no rain, they were drying up. Mahaprabhu's returned like a great shower of rain and they were nourished. So in the midst of that nourishment, Bhattacharya Sabhu was arranging audience for so many devotees to come. And then he says, all right, now it's time to go home. And Mahaprabhu says one other thing. Call that Kala Krishnadas, who had gone with him to the south. He said, this Kala Krishnadas came to assist me in the south, but he be misbehaved. I no longer take responsibility for him, send him away. Mortifying. Absolutely mortified. All the devotees just, their hearts were shocked, stunned. But of course they could not say anything to Mahaprabhu. He might leave. Just go away. So very stern, like a thunderbolt. But we say also soft like a rose. So immediately what happened? Through Nityananda Prabhu, he showed his softness. Nityananda Prabhu sees, I saw the Kalkrishna's crying. He took Damodar and Damodar uh, uh, Pandit Mukunda Jagarananda had a council. He said, I have an idea. Here is my idea. Someone must go to Bengal, to go to Adesh, to tell mother. This is our mother. We, somebody asked us the other day about how we should look at the mother concept in Godi Vaishnavism. It's popular to sometimes to have a mother concept of godhood. Who is the mother? Uh, the said, we have to go and tell mother. In our spiritual identity, we would think, my mother is Jasoda. My father is Nanda Maharaj. And Gaurila, my mother is Sachi Mata, in a general sense, because these are the principal mothers of these two dams. Gopis will think, in the high sadhana of gopibhav they will make a prayer, that Nanda Maharaj will be my father-in-law. <coughs> Balaram will be my brother-in-law. That I can live in the house of Nanda Maharaj. This is my prayer. Gopis prayed like this as they went to commit suicide in the Jumuna after having heard that arranged their marriage was arranged to someone else. That's another story. So Nityananda Prabhu said, Mother must be told, and everyone else, that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has come back. So let us, we have to send someone. Let us send Kala Krishna us. So from disgrace, Mahaprabhu was showing one side, very strict. Nityananda Prabhu was the other self of Mahaprabhu. He showed his softness and engaged him in such a way that can you imagine? He went to Sachima. How he was greeted? He said, Oh, you're bringing news of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, mai Pandit, my Vishwambhar. And you're telling me he's returned and, and then he goes to Advaita's house and everybody's honoring him, paying pranam to him. What is, you're bringing such news. This is the grace of Prabhu, the other self of Mahaprabhu. So Krishna doesn't let his devotees go very easily. He may be strict, Guru may give strict guidelines also, and we should follow them. But if we can't follow them, Guru should have two concerns. One, that the disciple will become distracted by sense objects. That is unfortunate. And second concern, that the disciple will become, will lose his shraddha, become distracted, and foolishly embrace some other ideology. Which of the two is more grievous, brings more pain? the heart of the guru obviously the latter the former is almost a given you see <laughs> to take some risk show kindness how can he lose though by showing kindness by being generous so Krishna through guru extends himself in this way Nityananda guru, guru. Mm, very gracious so bhakti very generous Actually, Krishna won't let his devotees go very easily, if they do, even sometimes great devotees may appear to do something wrong. We don't know what is the background of that. We should tread carefully. Krishna has made such statements about his devotees, so we should tread carefully. We don't know what is the background. Are we to criticize Parashara Muni? What do you think? Do you know the story of Parashara? Parashara is a Vyas, the father of Vyas. But who is Vyasa's mother? The daughter of a fisherman. Going to cross the river, the distinguished Parashara, was a Brahman, educated and compiler of the Shastra, fell for a fisherman's daughter. What is the contrast? This is not good behavior. But we should look beyond the action to see what was the result. The result was Vyasadev, Krishna Dvipayana Vyas, who compiled Bhagavatam and so forth. So we have to think about that a little bit. What was that all about? So Krishna is working in the lives of his devotees. Sometimes a devotee may, in order to go forward, the last leg of the journey, Krishna may cause some even discrepancy in his life. And then he becomes very humble, everyone criticizes him, and he gains. So Krishna is involved in the lives of the devotees to one extent or another. We should be very generous with one another. We, our God is Mahabodhi avatar so we are all here by mercy. So we should not be too quick to make a call for justice. You want justice, all right? If you want, anything, you want to call for justice, then you sure <laughs> about that? What will be the position then of you? You have to think like that. And it's not our business to correct anyone and everyone. Guru has to make some strong statements sometimes. That's true. For the most part, it's it's against his nature. This is artificial. This is an upadi to sit here. This is a designation, an upadi. One time, in the assembly of Bhaktisiddhantar Saraswati Thakur, Saki Charandas was a householder who had given all of his wealth for the mission of Saraswati Thakur. Uh, very generous and so Sarsatitaka was sitting on a dais and devotees assembled as he would annually at the time of his uh, Vyasa Puja and someone then gave us a, a seat for Sakicharanas to sit on and Prabhupada said that no he does not need that because he has he is a Nirupadi Vaishnav Nirupadi he has no designation. I have accepted the designation, he said, of a charger, So I have to sit here like a big beast <laughs> and uh, growl at everyone. But he is a Nirupati Vaishnava. You know what is a Nirupati Vaishnava. Someone asked, and at the time he told the story from Mahabharata, after the Rajasudya, Yajna, which was a huge affair conducted by uh, under the auspices of Maharaj Yudhisthira. Then Krishna had said beforehand that if the sacrifice is performed properly, then afterwards the bell will ring. They did everything, and they did a paka, you know, job of it. I mean, this was Yudhisthira Maharaj and company. They were uh, noble and highly qualified, but the bell did not ring. So Krishna said, some problem. Some problem is, is there. So and, and no one could ascertain what is the problem. And so Krishna voluntarily said, well, did you feed Prashad, did you give Prashad to a Nirupadi Vaishnav? You just you said, well, now is here, this one is here, that one is here. Krishna said, no, 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 I mean a Nirupati Vaishnav. So then Maharaj Yudhisthira says, well, what and where is a Nirupadi Vaishnav? <laughs> so Krishna says, there's one over in the village over there, you can go such and such, and he's over there. So here comes Yudhisthira Maharaj, Bhima, Arjun, Draupadi, the royal family. And they're coming to a, uh, down a dusty path and uh, to a little hut. And there's a Sudra. And they come to his door and he says, What did I do wrong? No, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. No, Krishna told us to come here. You are Nirupadi Vaishnav, And uh, we want to offer you the prasad. So they brought him to the palace, wrote, but he cooked a huge feast. going to do it in style. You going to feed a Nirapati Vaishnava. Krishna says this man is a Nirapati Vaishnava. So offered him the feast. And she cooked, you can imagine what the feast was, so many fine preparations, so many subtle tastes. So she gave the plate to him and then he began to eat and he took everything, mixed it together, <laughs> like a khichri, and he began to eat. <laughs> So he finished eating and it was a huge meal and he wasn't even hungry but Krishna wanted him to eat so he ate. So then the bell did not ring. So then Yudhisthira said, what's wrong? We fed the Nirupati Vaishnava and the bell did not ring. (laughs) So Krishna said, did anyone commit offense to the Nirupati Vaishnava? everyone was silent. Then Draupadi said, oh, I think I made offense. What is that? I cooked all these fine different preparations, so many tastes, and I, when we offered, he took and mixed them all together, and I thought in my mind, oh, he's a sudra. Oh, he's a low-class man. Oh, the Nirupati Vaiṣṇava is a low-class man. What are we told about that? Ārce śīlāti Vaishnavi jāti buddhi We should not think, jāti buddhi, we should not think of a Vaishnav in terms of his birth. Nowadays it's popular. My groomer hated this with a passion. He came here to the West, he cooked for us, ate what we cooked, what could be worse? Intimately associated with all of the Western people. And some people in Gaudiya, Sampradaya, they would take baths if they touched our shadow. If our shadow crossed them, they would take a bath. Yeah, the back. Sometimes we hear, Oh... Only the Indian gurus can be real gurus. That's another popular theme. My guru must hate that <laughs> with the passion. I can't imagine that I, that some, of the, some of his own disciples saying that kind of thing. All, as if India has got a good record on gurus. It's a land of bogus gurus. They were invented there. There's <laughs> thousands of them. <laughs> so many counterfeits. The question is posed in Chaitanya Bhagwat. Vrindavan Das raises the question. Mahaprabhu is Krishna. He appeared in Nabhadweep. Nabadweep is Vrindavan. Krishna appears with his associates. Why his associates did not all appear in Nabadweep? But they appeared out in Nabadweep is the Dham. So Krishna's coming from Vrindavan, he's appearing in Nabadweep. He never goes outside of Vrindavan. Nabadweep, Vrindavan same. But so many of his associates they were outside of Navadipa, outside of Gautamandala also. So why? Then he gives the answer that for the sake of his mission, he caused his associates to appear in foreign places that it might go on. So we should not think of, uh, what is does a Guru, any devotee in terms of bodily conception of life, neither in terms of necessarily their disposition. That's the subtle body. These are not the criterion by which we'll determine the spiritual standing of someone. I have certain... Nature and tendency. I can deliver n- a nice talk and I have kind of intellectual <laughs> type of delivery that may appeal to some. But if I have no spiritual substance, then that will not be very, very valuable. Another may not have that particular type of style and delivery, but if he or she is pure, that is what we're interested in. It yeah. can change the character of people. <laughs> and even for that matter, Good delivery and no, all that may be a problem. We deceive ourselves. I've given such a good talk. Just see. I can sing very nicely. These are dangers for the Guru. So she thought, oh, he's a sutra, he's a low caste man. She volunteered that. Krishna said, okay, cook again. Again she cooked. And again the Nirupati Vaishnava had to eat. <laughs> and then the bell rang. Everything was complete. So, Nirupadi, even the position of Guru is Upadi so he has, he's a Vaishnav. so I would like to tell people what to do but on a higher order for Seva then he takes such position tells people what to do but you and I they are no difference we are all Krishna Das servants this is one service that is another service and this service sitting here is not possible without that service you sitting there there is no meaning to teacher without the student who is better Pariksit Maharaj or Shukadeva Goswami? Either way. Your interest, that will draw something down. One time Saraswati Thakur was speaking and uh, with a rush of enthusiasm and bhava. And afterwards, and he was speaking at at the time in English. So some of his disciples said, If you could have spoken in Bengali, in Bangla, then we would have been able to understand better. He said, I'm not speaking in English or Bangla. Just sit. and It's coming down. I'm also witnessing that. It's coming through me. It may even come in this way. Vyasa vetina veti va. Aham veti sukham veti. Vyasa vetina veti va. Bhagavatam came from Vyasa. The statement says, Aham vedmi sukham veti. vyaso vetina veti va. I mean, she means, I know the meaning of Bhagavatam. Aham vedmi sukham veti. Sukadeva knows the meaning Vyasa, Vyasa may know, he may not know. We're not sure if he knows the meaning. But it came through him. Actually, what came through Vyasa as Srimad Bhagavatam, Vyasa did not understand it as well as Rupa Goswami. Vyasa is speaking about something that Rupa Goswami is involved in. Sanatana Goswami, Jiva Goswami. They are all involved in that, tasting that bhav. Even Sugudeva, he knew something about it. And he was charged to speak about it in such a way that, as I say, too many details were not given. You can go to Padma Purana to get the details, which gopis and so forth. But they're identifiable in the Bhagavatam if you get the feeling of that, the feeling of different gopis in different verses are there when speaking mm-hmm. at different places. For example, in Ras Panchajaya, he didn't have time to give the names because it was GALITAM PHALAM SHUKAM KALAM RAKDRABASAM VYUTAM uh, GALITAM PHALAM the ripened fruit and what we should do with it drink it drink the fruit means just that distilled essence and what is Jaitanya Charita we have to faint that is the distilled essence of the Bhagavatam so so many things (laughs) so many points I was wondering if you could just say a few words about chanting Hare Krishna maybe give us some instructions or You've inspired me a lot to chant and I just sort of want to go deeper with that. Keep chanting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That is the main focus of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Two things. Ajivay Krishna Nam. Sarva Dharma Sar. essence of Dharma is two things. Bhakti Vinod says chant Krishna Nam and be kind to others. Show kindness to others. Krishna says Kapildev Dev in Bhagavatam who worships the deity very nicely, but is not kind to ordinary people. I don't accept that kind of worship. So your chanting should be integrated, organic. It should show up in your your character, in your person. So when you think of being kind to other people, when the opportunity arises, connect that with chanting the Holy Name as well. Try to have a soft heart a soft heart and if you chant effectively you have to have some openness, there must be some openness in you openness to move this is all about changing, it's not about staying the same Krishna Nam will manifest and this Nam has an agenda and we're on it we have an agenda, we like to put Krishna Nam on our agenda but if we chant properly we'll find out, oh Krishna Nam has own agenda and I'm on that agenda I've got to move so with with some openness, Krishna Nam is generous. You know the story of Siddha uh, used to like to tell that there were two constables in India, two policemen. One said to the other, you know, it's a good thing that uh, Krishna is uh, a thief. The other one said, what are you talking about? That's the whole problem of this country. Our God's a thief and we're policemen. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a problem. He said, no, you don't understand. He said, the thief does not care for locked doors and high walls goes there anyway and we have that's what, exactly what we've done is erected high walls and locked doors around our heart and we think we've got something very valuable in there it's like you're keeping your heart locked to some extent and then you're filtering whatever I say through your intellect and if it makes sense to you then maybe you let it go down into your heart otherwise I'm not sure you keep coming then eventually your intellect will be stopped mind will be stopped Mm. and heart to heart we can communicate you take the heart sentiment feeling arrange it in some logical way of words and so forth and then you think he's giving some something logical and you can dissect it but that's actually his heart is going the speaker's heart is going to you sharing his heart the language uh, Mm. he's speaking some logical language which at least humans should speak they should speak the language of love that's what Mahaprabhu's message is, but at least they should speak the language of logic. And if they're really logical, then they'll understand this point, of course. As we said earlier, that life goes beyond logic, thank God. So we've erected high walls and locked doors around our heart. We think we have something very valuable there. We're not ready to give it just to give our heart anywhere, open those doors. Actually, we have nothing there. The Raj had so much, Raj Rudra. he had so much wealth. As I said, he took Ramananda Roy and gave him a pension plus. When Mahaprabhu left Puri to go to Vrindavan, the king spent his whole treasury in making arrangements for Mahaprabhu's passage throughout his kingdom and building monuments behind him wherever he went. That's how he spent all of the money in in his treasury. He had something. We have nothing. Still we're holding on to it. The, pau- the pauper is proud of his penny, they say. But this is the kindness of Krishna Nam has, has an agenda. He's a thief. He doesn't care. He goes in anyway. So the fellow said, he, he, this is wonderful. He goes in our heart anyway, even though we've erected high walls and locked doors. He goes in anyway and steals. He goes into our heart and says, well, know, what is available in this marketplace of your heart? So many shops are set up there. I'm offering something more valuable than anything that you have here and cheaper also. So this way he puts everyone out of business. But then, of course, you know, as I say, he, has, he wants to take us with him. We have to be a little open. So with some openness because Krishna Nam will make clear, oh, you have to go in this way, oh, you have to go in that way. I'm over here. Then you go over there and he says, I'm over here. You cannot say, oh, you told me you were over there. Now i am over. to be this go back and move like this. So with some openness, this is mentioned in Padma Purana also. You should not be too uh, addicted to the bodily conception of life while taking the holy name. It means the name will reveal its agenda to you and you have to be a little bit open. You have to know from the start this is about changing and why not? How happy are you now? How happy do you want to be? How happy will you be? if all of the plans born in your mind become successful? Think about it. Will you be as happy as you want to be? Forever? Hairs standing on end. When I was a young man, about 20 years old, I sat down in the Santa Cruz Mountains and I thought everything I could think of that I could do and where it would go, what possibility for happiness would be found there. I followed everything I could think of And I concluded, none of this will make me happy. And I began to chant Hare Krishna (laughs) at about that time. So, he has an agenda. We should be a little open to that. As you say, why not? Be kind to others, a little open-minded also in general with regard to the teaching. Now people become very much uh, static, not dynamic, with regard to the teaching. What we think to be Krishna Consciousness now, we will think very differently when you advance in Krishna Consciousness. Now we are analyzing it, thinking about it. What about doing it? Thinking about it is only one thing. What is the difference between thinking about going to some place and actually going there? When you go there, whatever you thought about it before, you forget about, practically you have some idea of what it will be like and you want to go to the place and then you go by the time you get there and, you, and all those thoughts practically they disappear Krishna consciousness is like this I can guarantee you we have a, uh, only a symbolic kind of representation of Krishna consciousness the book all the books they are like table of contents only outline it cannot be contained in the book it's not possible ikshatayana ashamdhat Vedanta Sutra says, you cannot say enough about it, it's not possible. Words cannot describe, so we should be a little open. How do we think? We went to Radhadej, we got a degree, and now we know, what is Krishna consciousness? (laughs) So many verses we can cite and so forth, we can meet some new person and tell them what life is about. Even though our own life doesn't change much, we should not become satisfied knowing that now I know the truth. Theoretically, so I'll just get on with my life. No, Unless you change so that we actually, actually know it, realize it. Practical reality is always different from the theoretical reality. There's some correspondence, of course, obviously. If you go to the land of faith, well, there's no doubt. You return from there to speak about it. What can you say? It's beyond speech. It's beyond reason. So what can be said about it? So... You have to think like this be a little open. As soon as you start to think, you've figured it out. You're moving away from what it is. If we understand it theoretically, truly, we should think, oh my gosh, it's such a big thing. Charming, endearing, compelling, but oh, overwhelming at the same time. Now that I can find the end of it at any point. Shri Dhammar used to say, we are all students forever such is the nature of the subject matter. So with some humility, much humility, but some openness, they say, now I find so many devotees there, just frozen in these, would take a few statements here or there and make a philosophy out of it, and it can't be changed. And, uh, you know, I'm a disciple of Prabhupada, I knew him and, and he spoke with me and corresponded to me and so forth. I have some direct experience and he was very, very flexible he was a flaming liberal, actually. <laughs> now, if you look at some of his statements so within the context of society today, you would think he was very conservative. But if you look at him in Bengal culture, at the end of the previous century, things he said and did shocking to the people. He had to be so flexible. And now some of them make him out to be, like, just so set in stone, like this. You cannot change that. He himself said when he first came to New York, he was experimenting with the holy name, giving it out to see what would happen. And then as something happened, then he would follow that. He would follow the inspiration coming in the heart of his disciple, chanting. If it was within the scriptural parameters of what is Siddhanta, then he would say, yeah, that's what Krishna wants. We'll do that. His leading was following Krishna. As Krishna was manifesting in the hearts of his own disciples, what I'm saying is even the teacher is a follower. The teacher is a student. So be open-minded, open open-minded, open-minded and, and generous. And if you have disagreements with people, then that's okay. But that doesn't mean people are all bad because they disagree with you on some point. He's off. Actually, well, there's two sides to our metaphysics. One is philosophical and the other is religious. So Beda Abed. Aved is the philosophical side, and Bede is the religious side. Philosophy unites, and the religion divides. We have one philosophy, but it is expressed differently. If that expression is within the philosophical parameters, then that difference is the beauty, that is the variety, that is the spice of life, that is the ornament. It's desirable. Like you take me, for example, some of you may know something about my history, I have god-brothers and god-sisters, we're both Godi Vaishnavas, we're both disciples of Prabhupada. So it means we have the same philosophy and we have the same sentiment in a general sense. Now, I also have sentiment for Sridhar Maharaj, my Shikshaguru. Some of my god-brothers do not share that sentiment, so there's some difference. But my Guru Maharaj also had sentiment for Sridhar Maharaj. Isn't it? If you study the record, you know he had much sentiment for him. We lived together for six years and so many things, so many history. So through a person like me, he's expressing that sentiment. Is it a bad thing? You think you figured Prabhupada out? How is it possible? Can we put him in, in a bottle? And this was his final order and there's no other, nothing else to be said, <laughs> forever. And for 10,000 years. It's a long time, isn't it? You think the world will change at all in 10,000 years? What do you think? So some statements you know, you have to take with common sense, not that you make a religion out of them, or a false religion out of them. It isn't even logical. So anyway, we should be, <laughs> be open and prepared for change. As I said, all these books, they're outline only. And somewhere in all of this <coughs> book there's a page with your name on it and you have to write the story there and enter into Krishna leela That page is still to be written. So if your page is still to be written, then how many more pages are to be written? And there's no end to this. So when you think like this, then you, you become a little bit unsure. It becomes a little gray. Maybe you become a little off-balance even. <laughs> That's Okay. Because if you listen carefully to what I'm saying, you'll become sure also in another sense. So, we have a kind of faith that's very tender. We call it what? Komal Shadha. Tender faith. So we want the faith to become firm. So how are you going to do that? You have to bring your tender heart and your head together. And you have to do that under guidance of a, of a sadhu so that your head doesn't extinguish your heart. In other words, You have to reason about your faith, too. It has to make some sense. Beyond reason, but still it must make some sense. Especially if you're going to preach about it. people won't listen. So under good guidance, then, we can do that. And our faith can become strong. As we approach the ideal, we become more, um, in one sense, we become more unsure, but we become more humble also. You follow what I'm saying? We become sure, but uh, we thought we had figured it all out, and now we think, well, there's more to it than I thought. Goodness. That will make us more humble. And the fact is, we will know more also. And we will have more to say. So progress, you have to think how you'll make progress like that. And the antithesis of progress is thinking that you've got it all figured out. It cannot be figured out. You try to put it in your mind and bottle it up. It's not to be captured in the cell of of the prison of your mind. This is Krishna. Of course, we do have, you know, a theory and philosophical parameters given to us by our acharyas and so forth. But within that, oh, there's so much room. And so much room for expression in particular. We should be happy to see a variety of expression and sentiments that are well-founded, well-grounded in the philosophy. That's what unifies us. We are Gaudias. If we go to another mission and we see they sing the song differently, and you know, we think, wow, they do it like that here. Hmm, why do they do it like that? What's the reason? What's the special feeling of the Acharya there and that moth that said, we sing it like this? And we think, whoa, that's that's wonderful. Some wonderful thing came out here. You know, in our mission, we do it like this. and Oh, and everything like that. They have that angle. Hmm. Unfortunately, sometimes that angle is taken to, used to beat everybody over the head, like, and, and this is the higher angle and you should be doing like this the Acharya's of different missions they have different feelings sentiments insights regarding their disciples it's all charm beauty this is wonderful not a bad thing you chant with some openness humbly you have Tulsi in your house chant next to Tulsi mm-hmm. Haridas Namacharya Haridas will show this example so that has power Main thing is, nahi Tata Sincerity is invincible. So try to be sincere. Anything else? Yes. I think I'm coming to realize that for a long time, for some reason, I've been thinking that chanting is painful you know, without doing it. But <laughs> it's just, it's been just coming to me said to yesterday about don't go look at Krishna, you know, that, there's, that there's, like, fear that it's going to hurt. That it's, I mean, how could it more than i already The reason that you fear that it hurts is because you were involved in Krishna consciousness and you reached new heights, but you're out of balance. You're out of balance. The mission sometimes has an emphasis that is not balanced. Because everybody involved in it is not mature, and so certain things may be emphasized by certain persons, leaders, and so forth, and they may not be—it may not be an appropriate emphasis. And so we find, after a while, we're moving along, but the wheels are not aligned, (laughs) and it starts to wobble and so forth. And what to speak of when the whole mission starts to like disintegrate before us, or the spiritual power in it seems to have been vacuumed up, or something like that. So then we, this happens to many devotees, then they move out and they say, put this aside. And then they go and get themselves balanced materially. And they spend time on that and sometimes they wonder or they feel guilty because they think Krishna the <laughs> consciousness is right. But Then that doesn't feel good, so they just like kind of put that, try to suppress that. And then the time comes and some somebody comes along and says, time to pick up your beads again. <laughs> now, wait a minute, I, I don't want to pick up those beads. And Now, look, you see, you're much more balanced, you're a mature person. You've taken time to do that. Now combine that with chanting and understanding and so forth. Go about it in a thoughtful way. Not, you know, don't worry. If I don't chant 16 rounds, I'll turn into a pumpkin by midnight or something. Don't worry. Chant some rounds that you can pay attention. This may sound like heresy to some people, but I tell you, I know what my Guru Maharaj was like. You can take it from me. He <laughs> will not say to you what you're not chanting sixteen rounds. That today you must. Not. He would like, say chant something. Anyway, you sit, chant, do something do as much as you can. Pay attention. That'll be better. Something you said yesterday, I keep thinking about. You know, was just this is as good as it gets. And I was talking to Dave about it, and she was saying like, yeah, you know, Krishna consciousness and a human. Form, you know, and human like life God. is human life is very, very special. Krishna comes to humanity to experience himself to fulfill his pursuit of love Krishna's this is his business he's a connoisseur of love, so that's what he does tastes love and it was on the human stage that he found the greatest facility for that so human life is very special, very extraordinary. Human life we get the chance to love we get the chance to give to make some sacrifice give I don't care where just give just start giving and knowledge will come from that it's the teaching of Bhagavad Gita actually give and knowledge will come and then where to give and how to give best and all these things will come into focus but start to be uh, a giver that's human life in human life as I said nature wakes up to the fact that it has a soul It can think about that if it thinks about it enough it realizes it has the chance to choose voluntarily to do things for others the sacrifice of itself you see by sacrificing yourself you grow it's mystical that's the reality this is the mystery of life try it do it if you give you if you give you get if you can really figure it out you realize giving is the getting this is it. It doesn't get any better than this. Giving is the gain. And why Krishna? Why give to Krishna? Because Krishna means that object to which we can give fully. Because He can take fully. That is the proper center. There you can give unlimitedly. He can take unlimitedly. And what happens if you give unlimitedly? Well, it does become a problem for Krishna, actually. That is a problem. <laughs> And what does he say in Srimad Bhagavatam? He says in Raslila, they gave everything. When he separated himself from Rasa dance. he saw the extent of their love. He said, oh, they've given everything. I can't, I, Napareham, uh, I cannot reciprocate. Therefore, I put myself in their hands. You got me. I said I would give according to your giving. According to your giving, I would reciprocate you give me so much I'm purchased you have to take me that's all I have and he's touched the feet of the I Mahaprabhu was born at that time Chaitanya avatar Sri Krishna Chaitanya Radha Krishna Nahiyanya he's tricky he said I give myself to you and then he tried to become her that's Chaitanya Mahaprabhu T- to taste that he's driven by that to taste that anyway in human life in human life he came to human society to experience this. Love is a fallen condition. Krishna is God, fallen in love. You can get him when he's down. Now's the time. He's off balance. You can get him. This is Krishna consciousness. There's the secret news of Rupa Goswami. He's off balance now. Now is your chance. That's how Rajputta Bruja got in, ultimately. Ramana Rai spoke on his behalf. News was leaking to Mahaprabhu of the, of the disposition of the king. Like I said, he gave salary to Ramananda Roy. This news was brought to Mahaprabhu. The king at one point said if he couldn't get to darshan, he'd commit suicide. How do you think the citizens felt? Our king is going to commit suicide. And he was a very good king. He was, the Muslims could not penetrate into the kingdom of Prataparunda Miraj. It was a safe haven for Vaishnavs. If he was to commit suicide, what would be their fate? This was a problem for them. So, news came to Mahaprabhu, king's going to commit suicide. What to do? Nityananda Prabhu said, All right, I've got an idea. Let us give the cloth of Mahaprabhu to Pratapuruddha Maharaj. That is a way of his getting some darshan. What is the cloth of Mahaprabhu? That is Nityananda Prabhu. Nityananda Prabhu gave himself. When he gave himself fully to the king, Oh, now the, the possibility of the darshan of Mahaprabhu has increased unlimitedly of it actually happening but the charger then gradually coached him he said during Rathayatra he will be off balance he will be singing oh he will be singing like a mundane love song this what Mahaprabhu did he sang a song from Kavya Prakash it's a secular book on Rasa Shastra, secular book mundane love song Mahabhu was singing who could figure him out Rupa Goswami could figure him out and when he did and wrote his own verse to explain what he was actually thinking Mahabhu was embarrassed this is Gaudiya Sampradaya we say things about Krishna that will embarrass him publicly he will blush to know you're saying that he will come and cover your mouth at some point and take you back to Godhead he's saying all those things everywhere come back you know that about me You'll faint. These are secrets. So he told at some point, Mahaprabhu will be off-balance, and you go at that time, and then you singing these songs. Tava-katam-ritam, tapta-jeevanam, jivanam kaviriditam, karmasapam, shravanamangalam, srimadatatam, uvigvinanti-je, budidha-janamam. He sang Gopi-gita. Mahaprabhu stood up and said, embraced him. Who are you? Say more. Keep singing. They told me to go dressed not like a king, but like a Vaishnav. So, anything else? Okay, so you're going to serve some prasad, everybody? Okay. Thank you very much. We're very, very kind to listen. People,